You are now listening to the Our Thoughts Per Se podcast, the number one podcast for all of your ambiguous listening needs. This podcast is brought to you by the supreme and unmatched talents of Mashley, a.k.a. Megan and Ashley, and hopefully someday from our sponsors. Our intro music is by Swing Set Committee. As always, we would like to thank you for not listening. Hello all, today's date is Thursday, March 25th, 2010. This is show number one, and I am Megan Klebanoff. You can just call me Megan. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, cohort, and hostess with the mostest, Ashley Vanderpool. Ashley, would you like to tell our fine listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name is Ashley, and I am 24 years old. I live in Sacramento with my boyfriend and my cat. Popularity not in that order. Uh, it's not as exciting as it seems, trust me. I work for the state to pay the bills. I enjoy coloring, the cinema, and being lazy. And who exactly are you? Well, as I said, my name is Megan. I am 25 years old, but I'm probably going on 40. Um, I live in California. I work full-time. I'm married full-time, so I have absolutely no free time. Um... So I really also do hate the sound of my voice. So I have no idea why I decided to do this, but um, I did. So now you're stuck with me. Um, I would also like to take this time to apologize for our listeners for sounding weird or repeating myself or whatever. So um, along those same lines, I'm also 99% sure that I'm a much better writer than I am a speaker. So I am crossing my fingers that my witty goofiness comes across vocally because I am really too damn lazy to write a book. Um, I'm sure you'll learn more about us throughout all these creepy little podcasting adventures. Right, Ashley? Hell yeah. All right. So anyway, Ashley, shall we? Let us proceed. All right. Um, First, I would just like to tell our viewers a little bit about what they can expect in our podcast as this is episode one, hopefully of many. Um, I will first start off by thanking Swing Set Committee for our introduction music. As you heard, uh, they are a totally awesome band. They are surely on their way to the top. Their members are Andrew Belinsky and our good friend David Dahlquist. You can find out a little bit more about them on our website, otpspodcast.blogspot.com, or you can go straight to the source and visit them at myspace.com slash swingsetcommittee. Or uh, you can just go ahead and download their album on iTunes. It's called In Transit, and it is just really great music. And I'm not just saying that because David is one of my oldest friends. It is really, really good. So what is this podcast, and why are you listening? Ashley, do you care to share with our fine folks a few aspects of our podcast? Certainly. Uh, This podcast really comes to you after years in the making. Not that we spent years making this podcast, as you can tell. Just that we've been awesome for years and thus been coming up with awesome ideas for as long as we can remember. We came to realize that the world would be a whole hell of a lot of better place if others saw the world as we do. Therefore, this podcast gives us a platform to find similarly minded people. So now that you're paying attention, hopefully... You'll find that this podcast is for all of your ambiguous listening needs. We're here to fulfill your listening desires that you never knew you had. We're here to say what you've all been thinking. We're here to entertain you. And in turn, we're hoping you can entertain us. Yep, that's pretty simple. This is meant to be a weekly show, probably recording on Fridays or Saturdays, with the exception of today, which is Thursday. Um, It's meant to be about an hour long or so, divided into segments. Some are short, some are long, some are weekly, some are not. 
uh, some segments will require our audience participation. So you may be asking yourself right now, that sounds like fun. How do I participate? Well, it's simple. You can email us at otpspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our blog at otpspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Yes, you can follow me, Ashley Vanderpool, on Twitter at twitter.com slash ajv1103. That's all numbers. And you can also follow Megan at Twitter at twitter.com slash maiden84. Again, that's numbers 84. And you can follow our show at twitter.com slash otpspodcast. All right, so that sort of gives you the gist of it. We'd also like to warn you that we will be using adult language and we will be talking about things that might be a little bit risque. Bottom line, if you are easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. Moving on, Ashley, how are you this fine evening? Poop head. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I'm doing all right. I have to work tomorrow. It sucks. Okay, what exactly did you just say? Did you say tube head? I said poop head. Oh, poop head. Okay, is that how you are this evening, or were you referring to the adult language? (laughs) I, too, feel a little bit (laughs) poop-head. So you have to work tomorrow. Wait, you have to work tomorrow? I thought you had a furlough Friday. No, because it's the last uh, month of the... Or last week (laughs) of the month. That would make more sense. And then we're getting a... We got an email today from our director that because of the judge... Uh, issuing a stop on the furloughs for special fund employees like myself. We probably have to work next Friday, too. Oh, lame. That sucks. But that also hopefully means that my paycheck's going to be bigger. That's a good point, because if you are working more, then you should get paid more. Right? Yes. Exactly. That's what I'm told, but I really haven't seen the results of that. True, true. Good point. Well, keep us posted on that development. (laughs) Let us know if you have to work next Friday. It'll be a breaking news story. (laughs) (laughs) So how was your day? It was really long. The clock was not moving. And I had lunch early because my friend visited, so that threw all my timing off. Because normally I eat lunch at 1 o'clock, and I read my book or something. And I ate lunch, and everything was screwed up. How about you? God, I hate that. I used to hate that when I was actually working in the office and I would go to lunch at like 11 because I would always try to go as late in the day as possible so that when I came back, there would be like half an hour left of work. (laughs) But uh, my day was pretty good, actually. Like, um, randomly, my boss emailed me and and he said at like 1.30, he goes, you know, you can take the rest of the day off if you want. And I work from home and I basically set my own hours, you know, like I don't necessarily follow a schedule. Like sometimes I'll work at night, sometimes I'll work in the morning, sometimes I will work like an eight to five. But at one thirty, when my boss told me to take the rest of the day off, I felt like a freaking kid at Christmas. Like I seriously, like I was like, no way. And I turned off my computer and I ran downstairs and I was like, what, what, I didn't even know what to do with myself. You like looking for your Christmas tree. Right, right. Essentially. Yes. But I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Like how awesome I felt, like how happy I was (laughs) so stupid but um so my boss I don't know he told me to take a half day essentially which was pretty damn cool so I had a pretty good day I'm glad tomorrow's Friday I really could use the uh the weekend to relax I'm freaking exhausted but um yeah we might be going to the uh King Tut exhibit if we get tickets so it's the last weekend we're hoping to go though where is that uh, the De Young Museum in San Francisco. Oh, nice. That sounds cool. Hasn't it been there for a really long time? 
uh, yeah, and we would be procrastinating because we wanted to go when my mom was off work, and then that didn't happen, and so now it's like this is the last weekend. <laughs> nice. Well, let me know how that that uh that goes. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Not like you can tell me how it is and then I can go, but um, I've always been I'm, interested in that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find all the information and all the pictures online, but I'm sure they're just like, ooh, look how close you are. And you can't take pictures, which I think is stupid. Oh, that's I dumb. Understand. What's the point? I know. All right. Well. <laughs> Never mind. I don't even get, right. get started on You can use, save it. Save it for a rant. Um, all right. So let's get on with it and move into our first segment. <laughs> As you just heard, this segment of our show is called That Really Seems My Buns. In this segment, we will bring up things that we don't like, things that bother us, or something especially irritating that has happened to us recently, and then we'll discuss them. Um, This is one of the parts of the show where we want you to get involved. Uh, You can send in your own thing, or you can email or tweet something at us, and we'll review um, everything that's sent in each week and pick the best ones to discuss on the air. So, Ashley, what is something that you would like to discuss? All right. John Travolta. John Travolta. (laughs) This is my open letter to John Travolta. All right. really steams my buns. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, Dear John, All right, John Travolta, you really steam my buns, and not in a good way, like you did in Greece. What happened to you, Danny Zuko? You've taken a turn towards the crazy. You're as high on Xenu as Jeff Conway is on Vicodin. And if you don't get that reference, Celebrity Rehab, my friends. Check it out, Dr. Drew. My buns are really steaming just thinking about your awkwardness. Now we all have seen the infamous South Park episode detailing Scientology's many interesting points. And if you haven't, that's your first assignment. But apart from that, what really steams me is your hair. Or should I say lack thereof? John, we know you're losing your hair. I promise we have known the truth behind this charade for many years, or charade. It's not something to be ashamed about. What I'm asking of you is to acknowledge it and stop hiding behind those creepy hairnet-looking things that all the paparazzi can pick up with their high-powered lenses. And don't give me the shit that you were bald in your last two movies. Wearing a bald cap does not make you a cool bad guy. If you had the balls, you would have shaved your head for real. I mean, look at all those successful bald actors. Bruce Willis, that creepy fucker John Malkovich, hell, even Natalie Portman could pull it off. If it didn't grow back, which it probably won't, then buy some new hair. You're rich. Get some hair plugs, man. For Christ's sakes, John Goslin has them. Are you going to let John Goslin show you up? If you're going to, then you aren't the T-bird I once knew you to be. Matthew McConaughey admits to getting treatment. And look at him now. Seriously, just call him. He'll hook you up. In conclusion, rather than lying to yourself and the world, just make a decision. Shit or get off the pot. Lose your hair for real and man up or get some kind of treatment that doesn't include the aforementioned hairnet. We won't care, I promise. We will celebrate your willingness to shout to the world that your hair is running away from you faster than a thief from police. And now you are taking the steps to make yourself awesome again. The end. Signed, Ashley. That was epic. That was really good. And I really hope that John Travolta is listening because that has been something that has bothered me for a really long time as well. Like the hairnet. I don't even know. What is a hairnet? Is it like a wig? I don't want to sound stupid. But uh, the <laughs> pictures I've seen, it's like this mesh and you, they kind of, I guess, I'm assuming just glue it and then they kind of fade it in with makeup. Oh. But he has like kind of I, I don't know you know the the indents in the hairline where it's not completely right. bald but 
like Nick Cage really has those weird hoops and so I think they just plaster it there but the trouble is with technology you can see those little mesh lines right because they just don't blend in very well yeah that's creepy I mean yeah and seriously like you said if John Goslin of all people can afford to get hair plugs um then John Travolta who owns the fucking plane can afford to get hair plugs <laughs> yeah well, they'll probably do it for free just for him saying who did it seriously yeah and I mean I will say that that um, my heart hurt a little bit for John Travolta after the death of his son Jet. That was sad, you know. Yeah. But but I will completely agree that he has kind of taken on a new level of crazy with um with his you know Scientology stuff. And I'm not trying to knock on anybody's quote unquote religion, but I don't know. Like he and Tom Cruise, like they're up there with Chrissy Alley and the crazies. So I will agree with you, John Travolta, go to hell. All right. We will have that letter <laughs> posted on our website so that people can check that out, and hopefully John Travolta can uh, can read it and learn from it. Self-evaluate himself. Yeah, self-evaluate, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's something that I would like to discuss, uh, and that is dentists. Ready to hear this? Oh, Ready for yes. my little rant on dentists? Okay, so... Um, my whole thing about dentists is that, you know, I don't hate going to the dentist and getting my teeth cleaned. I don't even hate having my cavities filled um, because the Novocaine, whatever, you know, I can't feel anything and it's like I'm just laying there. So whatever, you know, I don't care about all that stuff. What I hate is the way that dentists and dental hygienists talk to you like you're a baby and they make you feel like you're like this immature, like, like idiot you know they first of all they make you feel like you're the only person in the world who doesn't floss like i mean seriously right is that you too they, they all the time they, they're super condescending about it really yes is what it exactly is. that's the perfect word no one flosses though they should know the answer Right, but here's the thing, too, is that I actually do floss, you know? I floss every single night. You know, I floss, I use a Sonicare toothbrush, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going at it in my mouth. I am all about the dental hygiene. But the last time I went to the dentist, you know, she's going to town on my teeth with this, this damn pick that is probably sharp enough to cut diamonds, and she's <laughs> complaining about how my gums are bleeding, so I must not be flossing. And I'm like, no, I floss every single freaking night, you know? And I swear to God, she probably didn't believe me. And she made me show her how I floss my teeth so that she could make sure I was doing it right. And I, I showed her everything. And, and so we chalked it up and we just decided I was one of those, you know, random one in a million people whose gums still bleed. But I am sure as hell that she just still didn't believe me. Um, and it's just like, you know, I mean, it pisses me off that if, if I'm flossing and doing all the right things, brushing my teeth like three times a day, but you can't tell that I'm doing that, then why am I even bothering? You know, bullshit, right? Like, I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of them making, making us feel bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I put off going to the dentist, like, in my, in my early 20s um <laughs> for a couple of years because I was seriously just so annoyed with the way that my prior dentist had talked to me you know like I went to this new dentist I was probably about 20 and um she made me show her how I brush my teeth like without using a brush so she made me show her like using my hand and an invisible brush show her how I brush my teeth and when I was done doing that she told me I was doing it wrong 
and then taught me how to brush my teeth correctly and made me demonstrate to her with this invisible toothbrush for like a full minute. She I was freaking like 20 years shot. old. Seriously. Like, I was 20 years old, you know what I mean? This is a hygienist. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I mean, I don't know. It just, they, they irritate me. And it's not just the hygienist. Like, it usually is just the hygienist. And then the dentist comes in like a freaking god and, you know, <laughs> just kind of looks at your teeth and then disappears. But my, my dentist, okay, he's filling my cavity. This was months ago, like six months ago or something. So he was filling a, a cavity that I had. And he was talking to the uh, the dental assistant that he was using, and he just asked her, you know, what did you do for breakfast this morning? And she said, oh, I stopped at the, um, you know, I stopped at the grocery store and picked up a donut. And so I gave a thumbs up because, you know, I'm all about the donut, right? Oh, yeah. Like one of my top ten favorite foods. And he tells me, you don't need to be eating donuts. You don't need any more sugar. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, I could have gotten this cavity from not flossing after eating an apple. You know, the sugar has nothing to do with it. You're my dentist. You know, you're not my doctor. When my doctor tells me to stop eating donuts, I will find a new doctor. So consider yourself lucky, dude. <laughs> right? You know, he's lucky that you didn't shank him with a sharpened toothbrush God, right seriously, there. Seriously. That was the next step. Like, I don't know. It's just, they piss me off. And, and they should be grateful that we're not flossing or that we're, you know, we have cavities because that's what keeps yes. them in business. You know, if everybody flossed and brushed their teeth, they would never have a freaking cavity to fill. Right? Exactly. So, I, yeah. I think that sometimes, I, yeah, they take joy in that we don't floss because it, it means business. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, and and I, go ahead. Uh, I, just, I think that sometimes that they, they, they take a wait and see tendency and it's not for the best. Yeah, they and do. And I think it makes things worse. Right, and they, they do it sometimes, I think, just so that they can profit. Because I had a dentist once, um, years and years ago, who, you know, she would look at my x-rays and then she would tell me that she was going to put my cavities on, you know, like these little cavities on watch. You know, I mean, like it was going to get better. You know, it's not a bruise. And one of them, like, I ended up going back and, and there was like a substitute dentist there that day or something. I don't even know. But then that <laughs> dentist was like, was like, oh, yeah, it looks like this, this tooth is really bad. And I just want to let you know that we might need to do a root canal. And this was like three months Dang. after putting it on, on watch. And luckily, I didn't need a root canal. But it's like, you know, just fill it. It's not going to get any better. Do cavities ever just magically go away? I don't think so. You know. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, as far as I know, that they don't have to, you know, provide reason to, like, an insurance company think that they can just, the of course. insurance company trusts their judgment to say, okay, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it is a cavity. They're not going to be like, okay, well, keep us surprised at the situation. Why don't <laughs> right. they just do it? Seriously, I know. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I know that there are dentists out there, you know, I'm... If we have dentists listening who are like, whatever, I'm a nice person and I always fill cavities. Like, I'm sure that there are dentists out there who are awesome and, you know, always go by the book and don't make people feel bad about themselves. But, you know, I'm talking about that, you know, those select dentists, which always seem to be the dentists that I go to, um, who just like to make people feel like crap. So, you know, just throwing My it out there. Dentist, his name is Dr. White, which I found extremely appropriate for someone who cleans teeth. But... <laughs> He was awesome. He had a treasure box. So if you did well, you got a toy. And like Even if you were an adult? Lollipop. Well, I stopped going there probably like when I was like 14. I still took a toy. 
Heck yeah. Because they usually have some good shit in there. Right. Like, like just because I'm an adult doesn't mean I don't want a sticker, you know, or a or pencil. A yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or candy. I mean, hello. Right. Right. Seriously. Take note. Dentists everywhere. <laughs> All right. So, dentists, you guys suck. Uh, figure out your shit. Okay. Moving on to our next segment. Are you ready? Okay. So, our uh, next topic is our top five list. And... Well, and sometimes we'll even do a top ten if you're lucky. Ooh. These aren't just some kind of ordinary list here, people. This is an opportunity to inspire others with our brilliance, and hopefully it will make you guys think and play along. Our topics may revolve around stuff we love or hate, our predictions, wishes, etc. So why not take an opportunity to review what I'm talking about? Basically, what's going to happen is we have a topic, and we'll take turns filling out the list. And if we feel that there are more items that warrant consideration, then we'll probably just put it on our honorable mentions list. So that's pretty simple. Feel free to send us suggestions via Twitter or email or our blog and anything that you'd like to hear us debate about. And we'll give us our give our positions. And now let's have some fun. All right. So yeah, let's have topic, fun. <laughs> so today's topic is reasons why you have it easy in prison. The clink, the big house. All right, and we're going to do a top five of this because there really aren't more than that. So, <laughs> all right, number five, uh, you never have to worry about what to cook for dinner, right? They're always giving you the the mash and chicken fried steak. <laughs> Some kind of cold sandwich bologna mixed meat product. Yes, yes, or oatmeal. Ooh. Okay, cool. yeah, so I'm always worrying about what to cook for dinner, and that usually results in... Um, takeout so you know I think think that uh not having to worry about what to cook for dinner would be pretty damn awesome I might just have to go murder someone plus they always have like they have to-go stuff in the commissary so you can get ramen or, or things like that hell yeah ramen love ramen kick ass <laughs> all right Ashley what's number four uh you do not have to figure out what you have to wear you basically get the same thing every day. You get some flip-flops so you can't run away. You get a big, ugly jumpsuit. It's probably orange or blue. And you get, like, a t-shirt. You don't have to worry about what colors and all that stuff because you're not allowed to wear anything else because of all the gang stuff. But it's kind of like you go to a private school and those bitches are lucky because they don't have to worry about stuff like that. And I waste so much damn time in the morning trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. I'm usually late. So it's not a problem they have to worry about. For sure. Yeah, completely agree with you on that one. Um, number three, um, I would say another reason why you have it easy in prison is um, you are always going to be bodybuilding, right? Isn't that kind of the only thing that they have to do? So you don't have to worry about, like, you know, kicking your ass in gear and going to work out. You know, they're always, they always show, you know, prisoners in the yard like pumping iron and playing basketball and stuff so you're always going to stay pretty damn fit yeah the good you know? ones yeah yeah because you have nothing else to do either you hang out with your friends and you work out or you work out and hang out with your friends yeah exactly so there's nothing unless i guess you could read but that's boring so you know you can't just spend all day reading you gotta go work the, out so the only trouble is sometimes the bad guys ruin it for you so my friend visited a prison once for school, I don't even know why, and they had taken away the weights because one guy got so buff that he took down two security guards before he was uh, apprehended. Yikes. So, okay, well, so... Sometimes it's not the best idea. 
Okay, so maybe scratch that one off. But it would still be easier in prison, I think, to get fit because there's not a hell of a lot else to do. It's not like you can just go and eat donuts. I love donuts. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not, like, heading out to McDonald's or Dairy Queen or donuts. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that the dentists aren't going to lecture you in prison because they're afraid that they're going to die. They do have dentists there, which is retarded, but, you know. They're not going to be like, hey, dude, don't eat any more donuts because you're rotting your teeth because they don't want to get stabbed in the throat. Right, and they don't have to look at those crappy pictures of John Travolta. (laughs) All right, what's number two? (laughs) I would say number two is that you can be part of a gang, a group of nice young gentlemen, (laughs) and you could call them maybe the kitties or the grape slushies, whatever, you know, you feel the need to be affiliated with. And sometimes you get orders to do certain things if you'd like to stay alive. But, you know, if you want to make it through prison, I think you got to join a gang, unfortunately. Right. And you got to represent. Yeah, you can sell some oranges on the corner. Just selling oranges. <laughs> just when cars come up, I just run up and I Beep. offer to sell them some oranges. <laughs> Put them on right? the lap. Yeah. You know what? A hand job is still a job. <laughs> <laughs> If people don't know what uh, we're talking about, then they should probably not listen to our podcast. (laughs) But anyway, okay, that's from Reno 911 people, so get used to that because we're probably going to be quoting it occasionally. (laughs) All right, my number one reason why you have it easy in prison or why prison is fun, I guess this would be more of a reason why prison would be fun, Um, But you can finally make a shank and use it in a reasonable manner. You know, I have shanks lying around that I can't use because what's the point? I could just use a knife, right? But in prison, you don't have anything else, so you might as well use that shank. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, you know, fashion out of metal posts from your bed, a toothbrush, perhaps like uh, a very finely rolled piece of newspaper has been used to make arrows that they sling out of their cells to stab people with. How? They make kind of like a crossbow thing, and they roll newspaper up, like, extremely tight, like the the diameter of a pencil. And then if they get enough, you know, resistance or whatever, they can fling it out. And it they make a point on it somehow, and it can actually stab people if it goes fast enough. That's freaking awesome. See, there's another reason, because you can be an inventor. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was watching this documentary, and this guy took uh, the plastic coffee cup lids and you melt it and you roll it really quickly so then it, you know, it hardens and dries into something and they, they keep you know adding onto it and so it's long enough to hurt somebody but it's you know short enough to hide places if you get my drift that's crazy who would ever think of that like i would be in prison like just sitting around and everybody else would be making these awesome weapons and i'd be like oh, i have a toothbrush that i whittled down into a <laughs> shank you know because that's the only thing i know yeah <laughs> I, where's i need a knife officer no. how am i supposed to protect myself seriously like i can i can just imagine my cellmates like yeah i took this pillow and i made it into a bomb like and i'm just sitting there like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me how is that possible yeah are you fucking macgyver right okay so and i that... like, i got to visit Folsom prison once not Ooh, as a, a uh, inmates but <laughs> for school yeah and i bet it was <laughs> i swear it was pretty interesting because they had this mini museum there, and you can, you know, buy hats and t-shirts, but they also had a 
basically a contraband museum of things that they have acquired and it was a wall of shanks and there was actually this one officer who was letting us in and he told us some stories and his shank was in there when he got stabbed and he almost died because it the guy slit his throat and luckily they got to him quick enough to save the guy or the guard and now that guy's in prison for the rest of his life for attempted murder so Kick you know ass. story that's freaking <laughs> awesome Alright, okay, so that was our top five reasons why you have it easy in prison, and as we said, you know, send us your ideas for what we can do in top five lists, or um, even if you have an idea for a top five list and you have a good idea of what should be number one or something, go ahead and send that to us and we'll either steal your idea or we'll, um, you know, give you some credit. Weird News. weird news in this segment we bring you weird news from around the globe it's pretty straightforward and if you have any weird preferably current news that you would like to share with us please feel free to send us the news story and a link to a legitimate news source where you found that story so nothing from like you know jim boy's newspaper at altavista.google.com or something, you know, just at National Geographic, Time Magazine, uh, something, CNN, you know, some real news source. Or if you even have, like, a weird news story you found on Wikipedia, as long as there's a source there that's, like, a real thing, feel free to send it to us. We'll check it out, and it might appear on our show, and uh, we'll give you some credit for that. Correcto mundo, Ashley? Hells yes. I mean, I want to learn, learn about this Loch Ness Monster they keep talking about, but I need sources, people. Sources. <laughs> Alright, anyways, today's weird news comes from National Geographic Channel. They discovered... Well, <laughs> what this... was that? <laughs> National Geographic Channel. It's the dog whisperer. I mean, come on. I have no I'm idea sorry. what you're talking about, so just continue on. Anyways, <laughs> he has a very thick accent, and he can't say it correctly. So this dude, Andrew Evans, was a photographer, a freelance photographer for National Geographic, and he stumbled upon the most awesome thing that I've seen recently, which is an all-black penguin. All-black penguin, folks. What the hell? You gotta Google this, because it is crazy looking. It looks like it's, you know, edited, but it's not, because there's this normal little penguin next to it, and it's pretty damn trippy. Yeah, it's it's really weird um, to look at. It is, I think it's a, what is it, a king penguin? Yes. Right? Okay, so they're the ones, I mean, that when you think of a penguin, you probably think of this. They're usually, you know, all black on the back, then they have a giant white chest and a little pointy beak and stuff. Well, this guy, there is no white on him at all. I don't even think he has white on his beak. Um, no. He, no, yeah, he's entirely black, um, and the weird part is is that you might look at this and say, oh, that's not so weird, but then standing right next to him is a penguin with a full, you know, a normal penguin with a white chest. Tuxedo. Yeah, a tu tuxedo penguin, exactly. And you can just tell how odd it looks, you know, by comparison. And, um, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of how rare this is, um, this was kind of um, quoted by this this doctor um alan baker who i believe is a let's see alan baker is um a, he's a biologist he, yeah, from the university of toronto right right Canada. and he studies birds um and so he is quoted as saying this is his quote per se so <laughs> i'll just kind of read it to you 
Wow, that looks so bizarre. I can't even believe it. Wow. That was his first response. And then he made this, <laughs> the photographer swear on a stack of National Geographic magazines that the image is real. And so then he wow. said, <laughs> right, because you know it's like the Bible. Um, <laughs> and then he says, and if he did it and he was lying, he might have caught fire. Exactly. Yeah, just like the devil. Um, but, you know, something National Geographic y, uh, eaten by a dinosaur. Um, yes. <laughs> so anyway, then he goes on to say, well, that is astonishing. I've never seen that before. It's a one in a zillion kind of mutation somewhere. This animal has lost control of its pigment patterns. Presumably, it's some kind of mutation. He goes on to explain that this um, typically um, is some sort of a, a melanistic bird and that um, typically these kinds of birds will have white spots where the melanin pigment has failed to cover, color the feathers. So instead of just being like all one solid co color, it might be like, um, you know, if another penguin had this, uh, they might have some white spots on their outer, you know, tuxedo-y blackness as opposed to like just a, having a full black chest. Like a Dalmatian. Right, or, you know, a, a baby deer or something. You know how they have white, <laughs> you, know, you know, like white spots. So he yes. said it's it's extremely rare for melanin deposits to occur where they're not normally located. Um, so this would be, like, on the breast feathers of that king penguin. Um, so that, I mean, that just kind of gives you an idea of how rare this is. I don't know if there have been any other known sightings of a black penguin, right? Yeah, and I think this is, I mean, there might have been, but, you know, because of the internet, now all of a sudden this kind of thing is kind of blown up, and it's like, holy crap, this thing really does exist, now everyone's learning about it just because it's so unique, and this guy is just kind of chilling there, like, hey, you want to take my picture, because I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I'm for a lady friend. <laughs> I think you he has what? a lady friend. I don't know, I think he has several. He, he might have several lady that's true. I hear that yeah. penguins are monogamous, but this guy is kind of an anomaly, so who He breaks knows? all the rules. Yeah, he breaks all the rules. I mean, there are other pictures. They're saying that there are more black penguin sightings, but I think that they're just trying to say that this is the same penguin that's been photographed multiple times, I think. I think. Because that would be really weird if there were yeah, multiple. Yeah, all of a sudden they're just coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, there are it's thousands cool. of them. They're coming from <laughs> beneath the earth. <laughs> oh no! It's the end of the world. Um, <laughs> but That's the world I would live in. Multiple <laughs> penguins everywhere. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is this is kind of a one in a, as this guy says, it's kind of a one in a zillion thing. So, if you see one, take a picture. Please. No one's gonna believe you. And uh, <laughs> or just take it because I would really enjoy having a penguin. Yes, yes. I promise I will feed it and give it water every day. Yeah, I bet. Your mom's gonna end up taking care of that penguin, <laughs> isn't she? How dare you bring that up? How dare you? <laughs> All right, so it was one time. I yeah, I believe you. No, seriously, <laughs> I, I believe you. Um, we will have a link to this weird news story on our blog. Um, if you want to go straight to the source. Um, it's on the National Geographic blog page, and I think you can just type in Google National Geographic Black Penguin, and it should be the first one that pops right up there. And you can see the picture of it and this whole story. Uh, pretty interesting, and so we advise that you check it out. Can you keep a secret? I'm sorry, I can't. Shit. Alrighty, next up is 
our little segment called Loose Lips Sink Ships. And this is about the new gossip on the street. And basically, we're going to talk about all the dirty things that happen in Hollywood, the scandals, and basically everything that Perez Hilton covers, but we're awesomer, so whatever. We don't need him. It's completely true. Um, So you just heard the weird news, and now we're going to address something that has been getting a lot of press lately, and that is the Jesse James scandal. Um, If you haven't heard, which means that you are living under a rock, uh, it is being reported that Jesse James cheated on his wife, the beautiful, talented Sandra Bullock, with some trashy tattooed whore and um, apparently now also several other equally trashy whores. Um, I, I think today the count is up to three, and they're saying now that there are possibly 11 ladies that um, he has had uh, sexual relations with. Um, about a week ago, Jesse James actually issued an apology. Um, I'll read you a couple news pieces just to kind of give you some background information on what's going on with this. Um, the first one is from the Daily Mail, and this is from about a week ago, talking about this first whore that came forward. Um, okay, so... That's what they the, said. Whore right. number one. <laughs> they they might as well. A. They might as well. Um, so anyway, the Daily Mail says the following... While Sandra was away shooting the blindside in Atlanta, her husband was enjoying weekly meetings with Michelle Bombshell McGee. The two apparently met when McGee sent James a friend request because she hoped to model for him. She claims that James responded on his personal email asking to meet her. The affair allegedly started a week later when McGee made the two-hour drive from her San Diego home to the West Coast Choppers in L.A. McGee claimed in the magazine that she was given the impression that the couple had separated. She told In Touch, I asked him, what's going on with you and Sandra? Jesse was evasive. He said, she doesn't live here. She has a house in Austin. She's filming. I can't talk about it. McGee claims that she stayed in contact with Jesse James for 11 months in total. So when I first heard this, I think it was about two weeks ago or so, whenever it first broke, I was totally thinking that this was bullshit, um, you know, this this can't be true, they seem so in love, you know, and, um, but then about a week ago, um, it was reported that Sandra had moved out of their house, and that Jesse James um, said the following to People Magazine, and I'll read that to you as well. The vast majority of the allegations reported are untrue and unfounded. Beyond that, I will not dignify these private matters with any future public or sorry, with any further public comment. There is only one person to blame for this whole situation and that is me. It is because of my poor judgment that I deserve everything bad that is coming my way. This has caused my wife and kids pain and embarrassment beyond comprehension. I am extremely saddened to have brought this on them. I am truly very sorry for the grief I have caused them. I hope one day they can find it in their hearts to forgive me. So basically, you know, this started out as kind of an an alleged affair with, again, this trashy tattooed whore. And then it's just kind of snowballed. And now all of a sudden there's another one who says that they slept together 11 times or something like that. And another one who says that they were in contact for, I don't even know, four months or who cares. So one of them was like two years. Two years. I think that was, that's the third. Maybe that was the first one. No, the first one was 11 months. So yeah, there was one of them that said two years and that might be the last one that I can't remember exactly what she said. But yeah, there's, there's even allegations that, that he 
pulled one of these girls into his office, locked the door, and then had sex with her while Sandra was in the garage at the yeah. West Coast Chopper's place. That is just freaking disgusting. And I'm not one of those per- people who takes everything at face value and says, oh, this has to be true because some whore, like, says it's true. But after we see have seen, you know, what's gone on with the whole Tiger Woods thing and people just coming out of the woodwork and, you know, and it's almost one of those things, like, once you do it once... I'm going to believe that you can do it twice and three times. And, you know, where, I mean, where are your morals after doing it the first time? Like, I I mean, so I'm, I'm inclined to believe that this is true, at least partially. Especially his morals, because apparently, you know, he just has a poor track record to begin with before uh, Sandra. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was married to, like, what, two porn stars or something like that? Yeah, and he's a kid one with one, and they're having custody issues, which I'm sure is going to get a lot more uh, hinky uh, you know, right about now because of all of this. And, yeah. You know, he could lose cut sole custody because he was basically calling her a horrible mother, and now she has a lot more ammo against him. Right, right, exactly. And, I mean, that's just it's, – it's one thing to do this. I mean, and I shouldn't even say that, but it's, it's one thing to do this if you're – there aren't kids involved. You know, but there are kids involved here, and you're setting a really, really poor example for them. You know, it's one thing to get divorced, and, you know, kid goes back and forth between the parents. But it's another thing when you're you're cheating on, on your spouse, you're, you know, you're doing all of these disgusting things, you're living in the public eye. Like, I mean, and, and all this stuff that's come out in the past week about his first, quote-unquote, mistress. I mean, have you seen some of these pictures? Yeah, she is nasty. She's got a fat tattoo on her forehead. Like, there's one on, I think, her, you know, under her eye. And there's a lot of them that, you know, some people are claiming are white supremacists. Yes. She has a W and a P. Well, have you have you seen the Nazi pictures? Oh yeah, one of them has like a she has an armband on with an. swastika on it and then there's one that there's you know there's a picture of it. reportedly she used her kids like magnets on her refrigerator to spell out white power but of course she's claiming it means wet pussy or something stupid oh yeah like that yeah bullshit yeah because we're gonna believe that after you pose with like swastikas <laughs> and and freaking nazi here like i mean at that point you can't even say oh well you know it's just a photo shoot and i was getting paid for it you know there are yeah. some lines that you just shouldn't cross and that's one of them <laughs> Jesse James, you know, the next time you want to cheat on your wife, uh, maybe you should do a background investigation into the woman that you're cheating with, right? Yeah, maybe somebody attractive. Yeah, yeah. Know. well, that, yeah. But, I mean, um, maybe you shouldn't uh, be cheating on your wife with somebody who poses in Nazi gear and um, has white power tattooed on the back of her legs. I don't know. Just a thing. Just an idea. Yeah. And, well, now other people are bringing up, the, I mean, the whole Iron Cross thing, the, his West Coast Chopper's logo is an Iron Cross. Oh, which whatever. Is that's BS. Kind of symbolic of some, uh, you know, Nazi stuff. I mean, that's a stretch. There, there yes, is some stretches. It could be construed that, but he, I mean, he, you know, people are looking for stories. Yeah, that's more, exactly it. He's, he's giving them plenty of. I don't know. The one thing I do have to say that I learned from these lovely ladies is. When you're having an affair with somebody famous, you keep everything. You oh, yeah. Keep your text messages. Your emails. Your, uh, voice voicemails. Emails. Yeah. Perhaps a shirt with some evidence on it, Monica Lewinsky style. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, that's a new report that uh, he may have uh, left a gift for one oh, of I them. Oh, I heard that. After a session. You haven't heard that one? No, I, I heard that. But wasn't that the uh, oh. the sexual harassment lawsuit or something that mm, was in, like, yes. 2007? Yeah, which is coming out now because he paid, you know, he settled. $725,000. Yeah. I think that was uh, 
not like 20 grand shut up and go away that's a lot of money right and um what else was i gonna say something and what pisses yeah okay it's worse enough that you're having an affair you have kids but if it's true that you were in the same goddamn building as your wife no god i mean like okay what an excitement factor to it like oh you might get caught but still that is like that's sick that's like the knife twisting the knife that's in the heart yeah that's just mental like that's just you've got serious problems like that's nuts and i mean here which kind of almost leads me into my next point why do famous people cheat on their spouses I mean, do they do they really think that it's just going to go smoothly and no one's ever going to find out? Because you know that these these women or these men that that you know are the cheaties or whatever, they're not going to keep their mouths <laughs> shut. They want to be famous. They want to make money. They want to sell their story to the Star Magazine. You know, I mean, there is no way that you can come out of this without people finding out. The, yeah, the only way, and Tiger tried that was, you know. Hell yeah, I'll keep my mouth shut for the rest of my life if you give me a couple million dollars and you threaten to sue me. Not like, oh, I make promise and says, oh, sure, this is all going to work out towards the end because, yes, you're going to leave your wife for me. And Yeah, it's a fantasy. It's just ridiculous. And he's trying to pull the whole, like, I'm going to do a press conference to try to, you know, sound mature and it's always, it's my fault. You know, you're basically admitting guilt and you should. You should just man up, come out and say, you know what, I slept with a bunch of whores. I fucked up majorly, and this is my consequence. And you're looking at me. I'm embarrassed to be here. And you know, but he's pulling the pussy move like Tiger and going, "I'm not answering questions right now." Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't. I don't really care what he has to say. Like, I think Sandra should just divorce him, move on with her life, find a nice man, and you know, that's it. You know, she needs to just cut ties. Alright, now to end on a somewhat positive note, uh, the website of the week. In this segment, we tell you about a cool website that we found that's been recommended to us and a little bit about it. Um, Ashley, what is our website of the week this uh, week? This website is called toothpastefordinner.com, exactly how it sounds, Toothpaste for Dinner. Uh, it's run by a husband and wife, and they update, uh, update four comics every day, even on the weekends. And the husband does one, the wife does one, and they share the responsibility. The first one's called Toothpaste for Dinner. Uh, the wife works on the Natalie D. cartoon. They both work on Mary to the Sea, and then the last one's sporadically updated. It's called Super Poop. And that one's mostly a political one, but uh, they kind of go after both sides, which I like. It's just kind of something fun that I look forward to reading in the morning, and I usually post them on my wall for my own enjoyment. Uh, right now they actually have one up it's making fun of the Coca-Cola polar bears and I enjoy it very much awesome I'm just checking this website out it looks pretty funny and you said that they, they put up a new comic every day yeah they ha- I guess they have like a, a backlog of a bunch of them but I, they're consistently funny and a lot of times they'll make jokes about some things that you know you may not know about and if you look at it if you you know kind of research the topic it's a, it just it makes it that much more funny so it's not kind of all stupid poop jokes and things, but so that's why I appreciate oh, man. it. <laughs> yeah, they this do have um, a comic called Super Poop. So I mean, there is poop. Touche. Um, yeah, this is it's pretty funny. I'm just you know checking it out right now. These are it's it's cute. It's funny. Um, so is is a little bit not safe for work. What do you think? Yes or no? 
Yeah, I mean, some of it, yeah, sometimes their super poop gets a little risque. But, you know, usually it's pretty funny. Like, sometimes I'll post them for people to read in the office because they have to do with something that I do at work. So. Oh, good I, stuff. I good stuff. So we will have a um, link in our show notes to Toothpaste for Dinner. And then at the top of the, the Toothpaste for Dinner website, it also just shows you the links to the other three, which are Natalie D, D-E-E, Married to the Sea, and, you know, of course, Super Poop. Um, so we'll have a link to that in our show notes. Well, uh, that's all that we have for you guys this week. We hope that you enjoyed our first podcast. Um, please recommend us to your friends. Feel free to send us questions, comments, suggestions, naked pictures, as long as you're attractive and over the age of 18. Uh, Ashley, where can these fine folks send us that stuff? Uh, well, you can check out uh, lots more information at our otpspodcast.blogspot.com. Or you can even email us at otpspodcast at gmail.com. And that's where we'll be posting our show notes and links and kind of stuff we've talked about, like Megan said, the website of the week. And you can also follow both of us on Twitter. You can follow me, Ashley Vandepole, on twitter.com slash ajv1103. And you can also follow Megan on Twitter at twitter.com slash maiden84. And both of those are with numbers. And then the show podcast is the twitter.com slash OTPS podcast. Yep, that's pretty much all. So tune in next week for show number two. Thank you for listening. <laughs>